Episode 80, Body Positivity. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. I know you're thinking, what is this weight loss coach going to say about body positivity this week? (laughs) But here's what I want you to know. I did an episode a few weeks ago on our girls needing us. And even before I started weight loss coaching, I had this whole thing about weight shame that I never wanted to enter into. You'll probably notice you don't see my abs if you follow me on social media. (laughs) I just don't know that it's necessary for you to get the message across, right? And this whole idea that like you're better if you're thinner. And on that podcast episode that I shared with our girls needing us a few weeks ago, it's really had this in the forefront of my brain of does body positivity overlap with weight loss? I think many of us who've struggled with our weight for a long time equate that. Here's what I mean. I can feel better about my body when I weigh less. And that's exactly what the body positivity movement has gone against. I looked up for all of us the definition, and it's just that a social movement focused on the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of size, shape, skin tone, gender, physical abilities. And here's what I want to say about that. I think we all want that. What I loved really was the Cleveland Clinic has a take on this that says body positivity versus body neutrality. As in all cases, we tend to take things a little far, right? (laughs) And this is no difference, right? Those people who are in the weight loss industry look at it and they say, if you're thinner, you're better. And they push that your flat abs make you a better person. I think most of us in the middle are like, yeah, I mean, I see that, but I don't really want to believe that. And then there's the people who go really far with the body positivity, who believe all sorts of random studies that say, your weight does not impact your health. It shouldn't impact your belief in yourself. And I think most of us are like, nah, maybe that's not 100% true either. So in an attempt to really look at how I would want my daughters to hear this, and knowing that our girls need us to change this verbiage that they're hearing, I thought of how do I want your daughters and my daughter, and my grandchildren, and the girl that lives down the street from you, and the girl you teach at school, or the patient of mine, to think about their body in the most fair way. And I think this is what we all truly can get behind, is that your weight does not equal your value. It's true, but your weight absolutely will likely equal your health. And I think separating those discussions is important first and foremost. So when we look at the body positivity movement, there's a part of me that wants to see ladies who are in the overweight and obese category and just look at them and say, but you're beautiful. Why can't you see that? And I do believe that. I don't believe our value goes up when we lose weight. It doesn't. And in that way, the body positivity movement is such a good thing for our young girls. They are being bombarded with messages that say, have flat abs and people will like you better. Filter yourself out so that it looks prettier. 
don't get me wrong, ladies. I use filters sometimes because I don't want to put makeup on, (laughs) right, before I do my Instagram things. But you won't see me filter out my body because as a physician, I can share with you that there is no perfect body out there that hasn't been surgically made that way. That's the beauty in humanity. Even as you lose weight, some of my ladies keep the little belly. Some of my ladies keep the hips. They keep the booty. I love my new favorite quote, which is hashtag skin happens, right? (laughs) As we lose weight. And we can choose to look at every single flaw in ourselves and make that impact our value. Or we can choose to just flat out say, I have value because I am. I have value because I'm here. My value will not change through weight loss. I think that's a lesson we want all of our daughters and granddaughters and neighbors to hear. And it's something that we as women need to refute the images that they're seeing in social media. There's so much space there and beauty in that. But I also want you to know that your weight will likely impact your health. And I think that's another very important message to tell our daughters. I know that a lot of the body positivity movement looks at this and says, those studies are wrong. They were written by the pharmaceutical industry. But ladies, there are big studies that have been done over years and years and years that look at how is our health impacted by our weight. We know that by 2030, half of our population in America will be obese and a fourth will be in the severe obesity category. There's a lot of reasons behind that. I'll do a whole podcast episode on that. It's basically epigenetics. It's how our environment is triggering certain genes in certain people that it's growing rapidly. And for our young girls, this set point idea is very important. So what we now know is that that plateau, that weight that you feel like you can maintain, you can't lose past, and you can kind of get away with eating a little bit more, that's likely a set point in your body. It's a complex scientific theory that's essentially proving true over and over and over again that says your body has certain set points that it's just going to kind of sit at. It will equilibrate to keep you there for a while. And what we know is that as we get to those higher set points, it's really hard to get back below them again. Your body will actively work against you. It's possible. That's what we do in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. It is possible, ladies. But for our younger girls, Helping them to stay at those lower set points instead of having this battle for life is key. And I think recognizing that really, truly your weight will impact not your value, but your health is key to help teaching them the right verbiage. So the disease that most closely mimics obesity is diabetes. So we are seeing tons more people with diabetes, right? I know everybody talks about the new weight loss medications are for diabetes. Well, there's a reason for that, ladies. It's because obesity as a disease wasn't even recognized until a few years ago. But we know that diabetes closely relates to it. So as the weight goes up, your risk of diabetes goes up. It's the most closely linked disease. There's so many diseases that risk goes up with increased weight. Everything from dementia to heart disease, heart attacks and stroke, to forms of cancer, to skin conditions, to arthritis, even rheumatoid arthritis they're now seeing. All of these diseases have increased rates when you go into the overweight or obese category of your weight. And for women, there is a 27 times increased risk of diabetes if you are in the obese category than compared to having a normal body mass index. 27 times increased risk of that one disease alone. 
Listen, ladies, we take these things lightly. We're like, that's kind of annoying, but you need to know that this is the number one cause of kidney transplants, of amputations, of vision changes as we age. On the recent Obesity Medicine Conference, one of my favorite speakers was a transplant surgeon. And here's what he shared. I just laughed out loud when I heard it because I thought, oh my gosh, this guy, like I get him. He said, here's what happened to me. I went through a transplant fellowship. So he's a surgeon who does kidney transplants. And he said, I found myself coming home at night saying, what kind of a society do we live in where we are harvesting from cells, pig kidneys to transplant into humans who could likely the majority of them and us as a society fix this problem if we lost weight. (laughs) That's how far we've gone. We're making pig kidneys to replace our kidneys when there's such a simple solution out there. And I want to share with you that the divisiveness in this rhetoric, right, this body positivity versus extreme dieting rhetoric is part of our problem. What if we all just look at this as the creation of the healthiest version of you? Now, there are people out there who won't have health complications from their weight. It does exist, ladies. I don't want to take that out of this equation because I think so often people say, well, the doctors blame everything on my weight, but it is by far a minority. Your risks are the greatest if you struggle with your weight for these diseases, period. And it's something that for our young girls, if we help them understand that it doesn't mean their personal value, but it may very likely mean their health. I think that whole rhetoric, the whole discussion changes to something we can all get behind and create a better image for them. Interestingly, so if you haven't gotten my free resource, How to Find Your Healthiest Weight, it's a free guide, go to my website now and grab it because it was confirmed. I was so interested to hear this part of the discussion. What is the best weight for you? In the Columbia Cornell Obesity Conference, they talked about that. And rarely do you hear people give the exact numbers. And here's what it looked like, a body mass index of 22 to 25. In my What is Your Healthiest Weight ebook, I judge that off of a BMI at the high end of 24. That will give you that exact number. It's something you can discuss with your girls. And they may not have the body type that fits that, but we also know, as I share in my free guide, that a 10% weight loss corrects a lot of these complications. And if we never get them past those categories, maintaining at a lower category is so much easier for their future. When we look at life expectancy, as opposed to someone with a normal body mass index, someone who is in the obese category and is in the range of 30 to 35, by the way, I'll link in the show notes how to calculate your BMI in case you're wondering. If you're in a BMI range of 30 to 35, it's a decrease in two to four years of your life. But here's what we know, our severe obesity category and our obesity categories are skyrocketing right now. As I shared earlier, it's because of our genetics in combination with the environment. Can't change genetics. We can change the environment. Not likely to happen, right? So we've got to change some things ourselves because if you are in the BMI range of 40 to 45, it's a decreased life expectancy of eight to 10 years, 10 years of your life, ladies. I want you to consider that for your future and the future of the girls that you love. We don't need that, but we've got to get out of this diversive rhetoric that it needs to be extreme dieting with flat abs or you've gotta be perfectly happy with a body that's in the morbidly obese category. I think we all understand the in-between, I just don't think we know how to address it. And so in typical school of weight loss, 
I want to give you some keys to address this with your girls and frankly for yourselves, ladies. And I think this is the way you do it. You separate the weight from the personal value. We got enough society telling us that we're devalued because we struggle with our weight. Listen, weight bias is a real thing. We even talked about this at our conference recently in doctors, in nurses, in everybody around you. Weight bias is a real thing. We don't need to contribute to that. You have value because you are. You don't gain it when you lose weight. You might see it more in yourself, but that's just a thought. What we do know is that your health, your life expectancy, and the health complications may be very different depending on what your weight is. And likely they will be. You could get lucky and be an outlier, but likely you won't. They're outliers for a reason. Working with staying at those lower set points, and if you've already gained the weight, getting back to them. Not unreasonable weight loss. Weight loss that fits your life and creates the healthiest version of you instead. I think it's important to recognize the health complications that exist out there and to recognize how this discussion can be helpful instead of harmful. I know I've shared this mainly in the aspect of your daughters, but I know a lot of us do this to ourselves. Ask yourself tomorrow when you get on the scale, what do I make that mean about me? That number on the scale, it'll tell you. And then ask yourself, what do I make that mean about my health? And separate out the two. It's your homework this week. Two things. Number one, weigh yourself tomorrow and ask yourself, what do I make that number mean about me as a person? And what does that number mean about my health? Get serious about the health and look at the reasons why you let that mean your personal value. You won't be worth more when you lose weight, but you certainly will show up as a healthier version of you. If you haven't grabbed my free guide, make sure to check it out. I'll share with you in there what is your healthiest weight and all the beautiful health benefits that come from just losing 10% of your initial body weight. I think if we separate out this discussion, we can all get real about what we're really talking about here. We all want longer, healthier lives, and you don't have to shame yourself to create that. You can love yourself then. That's the healthy you, not the dieting you. Have a great week, ladies. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.